This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport fan network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Good evening, everyone. Good evening. I forgot to put myself back in the stream there for a second. That was a good start, wasn't it? Wow, wow, wow. And you're probably thinking to yourself right now, where is my partner in crime, Amy? And uh, the answer to that is she's uh, she went out with her mates today. And um, I don't think she's watched the game, to be honest. So she's picked one to miss. And she's not back. Uh, yet to be able to uh, to join the conversation, um, but she's um, probably drowning her sorrows after that sorrowful performance uh, from Wolves, which obviously finished Wolves nil, Burnley four. Um, oh, lots of things to talk into this. I'm going to be really interesting to see the comments from people coming through. So I'm kind of fly- flying solo tonight, uh, hosting the show. But I won't be flying solo because I will have plenty of guests joining us. So I just want to say hello, hello to everyone in the uh, already in the chat. We've got um, you know sixty people watching. Please join in if you want to get on the show tonight as well to talk about that game. Just send the Always Wolves um, Facebook page um, an actual message. Here it is up here. And they will then get you the link to get on the show. And before we get started, I do want to say a massive big thanks to the guys and gals over at Spider VPM who are powering the show today. Um, basically, it's like a router for your home. And it basically means that you can do loads of magical things in terms of like as a VPN. But it's not actually on your device. It's an actual router. Very, very popular. It's been proven and they can deliver anywhere in the world. So let's see. Already we've got backstage. We've got Thomas. We've got Craig, who's looking very dapper tonight. I can see back in the green room tonight. We've got Statman Speedy. We've got Scott, who's going to be, who's fresh from his 
Busbury Hillside's first win of the season. 6-0 they won today. Um, he coaches them. And we do have a special guest all the way from Norway. Um, and we've got Chris. And we're going to get Chris on first um, because I think it, Norway are about an hour behind. So I'm going to bring Chris on right now. Hey, Chris. Hi, Dave. How are you doing? What's the time in, uh, in, in Norway at the moment, mate? Well, we're actually an hour in front. An hour in front. Uh, so, so it's uh, six minutes past nine. So, uh, six yeah. Six minutes past nine. Just being told as well, Roger Tomlinson's just put up that the the West Birmingham Baggy Birds have just taken a 2-1 lead over Aston Vanilla. Indeed, yeah, I see that, yeah. As well. So they're fighting yeah. for their lives. But, I mean, I'm going to... Um, Obviously, we're going to talk about the game. I know that you've got some points that you'd like to make as well, Chris, tonight. But um, the only positive that I can take out of it tonight is the fact that there's a master plan that we lose to Burnley. Oh, no, and then Villa was supposed to beat Albion, so that's not working out, is it? Because we could have relegated them next week. So, Chris, let's kick off. Let's kick off, mate. What are your points that you'd like to make about this performance and results? Right. Obviously, the results... I don't need to say much about that, do I really? It's uh, absolutely atrocious and the performance was bad. Let me tell you, um, where do I start really? Oh, okay, this is what worries me now. I'm uh, I'm a legacy fan, to use a newly invented term. Super League, yeah. Yes, we're all legacy fans. Yeah, now what worries me is, is I've seen that kind of performance before over time when it's been very clear that a manager's finished. Now, I'll just some examples to people who will have been around as long as me and you, Dave. Um, Graham Turner's last game, Portsmouth away. I remember a Barnsley away, one of Graham Taylor's last games. Um, I recall... Uh, various of us, um, Barnsley at home, so it was uh, Walter Zenger. Um, you know, the Albion game when Mick got sacked. It, look, I hate to say it, it looked like one of those games. Well, Terry's saying, I bet your tank card's got a dent in it, mate, tonight. Well, I wouldn't say it's got a dent in it. It's got it's got a lot of dust on it. I don't get to use it very often these days, do I? No, no, but when you do, I mean, it, I mean, everyone loves your tank card on the international fan when it comes out yeah. and you pour it in, mate. It's one of the, yeah. it's what it's become a feature now, hasn't it? But as I say, yeah. um, okay, the last two games, the performances weren't particularly fantastic, but we got the job done. Yeah. But today, start to finish, I mean, I said on my um, actual instant reaction, Burnley were better than us in every single part of the pitch in every single position. They had more fight, more energy, yeah. more quality, more everything. And, I mean, I personally think, I think from saying it, I think that's the worst before, complete worst performance I've seen from a a, a Nuno side. I, I can't think of one that it's been that bad the whole way through. Because you always think, oh, second half, we'll be a bit... We didn't even have yeah. that, did we? No, I mean, look, sometimes I... I got one thing I don't like about this season is I'm watching games and I've, I've been quite angry watching games. But you know what? At 2 0, surprisingly, me and my boy, we weren't angry. We went past it. We weren't pa we went past it because we could see it was done. It was done at 2 0. 
Um, no question about it. And But what really worries me, but there's so much was bad. Now, Bolly rarely makes mistakes. Well, but, and he certainly doesn't miss headers. I mean, look what happened in the space of a minute. He nearly gave away two goals. Um, the Traore... Uh, fact, it was recovery, to be fair, wasn't it? The first one. Yeah, but thank well. God for it. But um, No, he doesn't do that. Hey, you know, we this is our fourth season, really, Bolly. He doesn't do that. Now, the other goals were... I mean, all goals were mistakes. All goals were given to them. How... How many more could it have been? If we'd have been nil six, no one would have probably argued today. No, I mean they had they, they scored that the fourth goal. Hmm. Um, it, it was just slightly offside, and he can, I mean yeah, I yeah. called it yeah. that way, but he did take it well. But I felt like Burnley were playing with so much confidence. We they were playing like a top four side. Well, we made them look like a top four side today, and we looked like a side that had given up the ghost and were already relegated, which was disappointing to see. Hmm. I didn't. I felt like they didn't look like there was any structure to the formation. That we didn't know what we were doing. That the defence were all at sea. The mm. midfield were absent without leave. I mean, the strikers, the forwards. I mean, you normally can pick something, can't you, out of the game in terms of some positive. But I was struggling today. I mean, can you pick a positive out of it, Chris? The only thing I would say is I thought Aiden Nori played okay, but not a positive. I I'll called him my man of the match. Yeah, but I'll pick one incident out of the game, which really, really... Um, oh God, I hated to see it. Now, the worst thing you can say to a professional footballer is, is, is not giving 100% or bottling it. Now, there was one incident at the start of the second half, Dendonka gave the ball away, then had the opportunity to win it back in a tackle... And he bottled it. I think yeah. other people would have seen. You'd have seen Matt Dave, would you? Wouldn't you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. that's my that's my takeaway from that game. Yeah, and I I don't like to see that at all. He it was a, like a 60-40 challenge in his favour, and he bottled it. And they nearly scored from it, didn't they? I think it was Westwood around shot. They did. I mean, and they looked like they were going to score every time they got. I mean, did, before yeah. the goals, you could see coming down the flanks that we mm. had to cut the crosses out. Um, I mean, Samido, Samido I, I do like Samido as a player. I think he's got some mm. a, a lot about him, but he does seem to, positional-wise, mm. in that wing-back role, he doesn't seem to get tight enough to me. And there was crosses coming in, and you just, I mean, the goals were calamitous. I mean, the, uh, the, the first goal... Cody got bullied by um, Chris Wood, but yeah. Cody doesn't, in my opinion, Cody doesn't like playing against those type of strikers. Antonio, from West Ham, yeah. Mitrovic yeah. from Fulham, yeah. those really strong strikers that hold the ball up, that can roll yeah. him and stuff like yeah. that. He gets done yeah. a lot and exposed. And uh, the, 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 the second goal, Triori, you do not want Triori on the edge of your own box trying oh. to play it out. He played a pass, it was. Telegraphed it, cut out, tapping for Chris. Telegraphed, yeah. Corner comes in. Where was the punch from Rui? Where was the defending? It was like the guy headed it in from a from like pretty much a yard out. It couldn't miss. Well, then, actually, it was William Jose who was supposed to be marking him. It was a terrible was attempt at marking. And um, but yeah, I mean, Rui's got to be out of his fist of that one, hasn't he? It's been a poor season for him. Let's be fair. 
I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I can't say that Rui was someone said he was at fault for the first goal, but I was thinking, no, no he didn't he no, no. not to it. He, no, he, he, was no, no. Chris, he was a good shot from Chris Wood. No, and then the, uh, the fourth goal, Saez had the ball <laughs> and it yeah. got taken off him, and then they just crossed. It was a bit like that goal that um, England scored, if you remember, 5 1 against Holland when he, they passed it across, passed it across, yeah, passed yeah, it across. Yeah. Then, oh, God, it was very yeah, simple yeah. to that. And he uh, yeah, and he yeah. put it in. Um, yeah. I mean, there's a, there's there's obviously the people again uh, calling on Nuno. I mean, what what are you your thoughts on Nuno? Because I know that you've you've got some thoughts on it. Do you are you on the the thoughts where you think he should go? I'm not in that position uh, at the moment, but I don't know how you feel. Right, I'm going to give you two scenarios here. Yeah. One scenario is that Fossum allow Nuno to regenerate the squad, spend a bit of money, another bit of, um, of a reset. And the other theory is that he's got to work with the same players. Now, if Fossum allow him to spend a bit of money and regenerate the squad and move on to another phase of a project, then I think he could be the man. I think he could take us forward. However... Given the other scenario, working with the same set of players, it's gone. I think he's lost them. But today, you think, you he's, think lost he's lost the dressing room? What lost the dressing room is a it's something us fans say, isn't it? And whether we know what that really means, I don't know. But yeah, it looked to me as if. I mean, obviously, he he didn't want them to play like that, right? Of course, he no. didn't. But they did. You know, Nuno has basically said, hasn't he? I mean, he's he's commented on it that, that, that about the performance. Mm. He, I mean, looking at some quotes, very bad performance. Too many mm. things went wrong. Hard to explain. I mean, that's the concern. Hard to explain. Bad defending, not the right decision. Under pressure, Burnley pressed us. We didn't have the movement to get yeah. out the pressure. We defended very bad. Yeah. You know, he says, yeah. I don't sense a lack of commitment or effort. They're just so p- passive. Um, you know, I mean, that was from some of the commentators and the journalists yeah. out there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, you, you I'm, I'm guessing you, which camp are you in? You, you, do, do you think we need a change of coach or are you happy to give him a bit more time for next season? Isn't it horrible to say the best manager of my lifetime... Yeah, so grateful for it. But like I say, they're the two scenarios I've got in my head. If it's worked with pretty much the same players, I think he's done with his group. I, I think it needs a change of voice. Right. I really okay. do. Yes, I really do. However, if he's able to uh, spend a bit of money and swap four or five out, then maybe he could. But I just think, look, he's been manager for four years. How many managers of a football club are there for four, five, six years? Not many. I honestly think it, the same people need a new voice. I really do. Okay, but well, that, that's totally done. Yeah, no, that's a fair. I mean, it's a fair comment. I mean, I'll tell you where I am, and I'm, I'm obviously we've got other people that'll be coming on. Um, mm. We've got. Dinny from Ireland making yeah. his debut a little later on in the show as well. We've got a young lad called Thomas. We've got Craig. Statman's here. We've got Scott, as I say. But, I mean, I, I, I'm, I see it on social. And you know me, Chris. 
I try to be ever so positive all the time. Yeah, I mean, yeah, even yeah. My life, I'm trying to be positive. My spin and my gut feeling is that Nuno's done enough in taking us from the bottom half of the championship to mm. seventh place finish in Europa League. Mm. And yes, we've had, uh, let's face it, we haven't had a great season this year, mm. but we're still 12th and we've had a crap season. Yeah. <laughs> we're still 12th. Um, and we've had all the injuries that we've had to deal with. Jimenez, we were six when he got injured. Johnny Otto out, coming back seven games, injured. Pedro Neto is probably had a breakthrough season. Our yeah. star player this year, injured. Marcel made a glass, injured. Bolly's been out. Then he's got um, people out with, um, you know, COVID and stuff. And then all the other little niggly injuries. And I know a lot of teams have had injuries to deal with. I mean, you take a look at Liverpool, for example. Liverpool steamrolled the title last year. They've had a few key players that have gone out and they're struggling to qualify for Europe this year. And when you lose key players like what Wolves and Liverpool have, and then you put into the context as well, Wolves had that amazingly 13-month season, uh, three months, a three-day pre-season, no fans. And I know a lot of teams have had no fans, but Sheffield United, I think they would be a lot higher in the table if they had their fans. West Ham... They, a lot of the West Ham fans will turn around and say it's done them a lot of good not having the fans there. So Agreed. in that context, with the season that's gone and the pandemic mm. and the injuries and all of it, mm. it's been so. And then obviously, a lot of the Portuguese, a lot of the international players, and Nuno's not seen his family for a, a long period. It's mm. going to mentally affect anyone. I think he's earned the right to get to the end of the season for us all to have forget this season almost like. Bobby Ewing, Bobby Ewing, all them years ago in in, yes. in Dallas, yeah. where he was in the sh- yeah. he woke up and he, he was in the shower. It never yeah. really happened. It was all it was all happened. It all a dream. Yeah. If only, <laughs> it, it, yeah. <laughs> Just been this season off. Get yeah. to the end of the season. Let's enjoy or not enjoy the Euros and reset in the summer. Yeah. And I think it's glaringly obvious, Chris, that we have to bring in players in the summer, not players that are for one, two or three years down the line. Mm. They have to bring in players that are going to make a difference to this team now, i.e. we need a brand-new central defender, 100% Mm. priority. We need a box-to-box midfielder and we need Mm. the right striker, Mm. whoever that is, uh, back up. I think think Fabio Silva's showed, definitely showed signs that he's going to be a good player. Um, but he's still a boy, really, coming through. Mm, I mean, sure. thoughts on, on that? If we get the right reinforcements in, where do you think we need to strengthen in the summer? And how are you thinking about the uh, looking ahead in the last minute here on the Albion game, mate? Uh, I'm, I'm thinking, basically, um, can't, it's very difficult to argue with anything you've said there. There are massive mitigating circumstances, without a doubt. So I don't really mind. That, that's why... I, Listen, if he doesn't get fired, it's fine for me. You know, um, I'm not going to be really angry or anything if he doesn't because I really love the guy. But it's just today was that bad. It was that bad. Positionally, what you said, look, we've needed this for years. We, we need a box-to-box midfielder for years. We need a strong centre-half for years. These are the central defenders or even midfielders that got us out of the championship playing in defence. Um, so it's whether Farson will allow him to do this. If he stays, it's fine for me because 
there's massive credit in the bank, as you said. Um, but, mate, you know what? Looking at the clock here, I'll, I'll make it brief. If we put in a similar performance and get a similar result at the Hawthorns next week, people, most people will turn. You know that and I know that. Well, it did happen with Mick McCarthy and look where we ended up in, in League One. Yeah. I, you know, I, I would think that we're not going to... Uh, even if we got tonked 5-1 by baggies next week mm. and yet we're all going to be angry about it, mm. I still wouldn't be saying... I still wouldn't change the position because I saw, and we all saw what happened when Mick went. Mick mm. should have probably gone the, the in in the summer before that season. Exactly. exactly, yeah. But the way they dealt with it, I think my my view is I just to finish off with. I think that we personally, and people come on and disagree with me or agree with me. I think we've got to really see where we are the first ten and fifteen games, and if it's mm. the same, the start of next season, mm. then maybe I think that's yeah. probably where I, I will be at that point but I personally believe that in life sometimes you take a step back mm. and you what doesn't kill you makes you strong you learn from it for and sure. you get better for next sure. season um, man of the match and your performance rating just to finish your phone Chris I'm not going to give him man of the match I, I can't justify it and a performance rating if he's out of 10 we've got so much wrong I, I'm going to give it a 1 or a 2 fair that play mate. most people did on the street yeah, I, don't like, I don't like being that negative but um I've tried to be constructive as well, but it doesn't warrant any kind of uh, grading. Sorry. No. And can you just show everyone your nice T-shirt? Because I've noticed you've got the international yeah. fan T-shirt. Yeah. And, and, and you know what? I, I encourage uh, people to, to order them because it, it's really comfortable. It's a great match day T-shirt. But I'm starting to wonder if it's... Uh, unlucky. As, 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 as I am, as we yeah. all are, but it's a bit unlucky. But yeah, I love it. Absolutely. And it's good quality as well, isn't it, mate? It is. It is. The amount of times I've washed it, yeah. And if anybody wants that, they can get it off the store. Chris, you've made some great points tonight. Hopefully, you'll see, I think you'll see Chris on the International Fan Reaction when it comes out tomorrow. So that's going to be interesting, your instant reactions after the game. Mm. But hopefully the tankard will be out next week against the West Bromwich. Finger crossed. Discovering a lot of dust. Need need, Need to get it out for sure. All right, mate. Absolutely right. brilliant. Take care, buddy. Thank you, mate. Nice to Cheers. That's absolutely great to have uh, Chris on there. And we're going to quickly move straight over to a young man. So let's get a young man's version of this. Look at that wall stuff in the background that you've got there going, mate. <laughs> Hi, Thomas. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Hello. Oh. Wow. And uh, what are you? What have you got today? What are your points about today's performance, mate? I only really watched the second half. Um, it was busy in the morning, but what a dreadful performance that was. Uh, Dendonka and Sice, I'm not sure what went wrong with them. Dendonka especially. I think he really was not up to it. I mean, I think next match we should be looking at the at the bench thinking Virginia, Otazawi, Gibbs-White, because we bring them on for energy. And sometimes they give us that. And I think we need to see more of Virginia. His loan finishes soon. Um, I think he's been... Not getting many minutes, is he, at the moment, Virginia? No. Yeah, it's not It's not fair on him as well, because saw what he did in the FA Cup. Yes, it was against Chorley, but it was a pretty, a pretty good goal. 
it's swerved and curved and the keeper can save it. Yet, somehow we're playing Dendonka. I think we're safe. I don't think we're going down. We are. I think we are safe. 41 points, mate, definitely. We've got no worries about going down. It felt a little bit at times like they, they were on the beach. I mean, I remember like Wolves... Um, in where we won the championship, it was 99 points, and we, we only needed a point against Sunderland. And they were they got the flip flops on, and for some reason, we we lost that game. And Sunderland were dreadful that season. And uh, Burnley, you know, they've had a they haven't had a great season. Um, in fact, I, I, I saw a stat that something like 14 or 17 percent of Burnley's goals this season have now come against Wolves, and it's their biggest away win in the top flight since 1965 or something like that. It's, it's mental. Um, we've now conceded four goals. Uh, we've now had, uh, we've now been in a match where it's a four nil loss um, uh, three times this season: West Ham, Liverpool, and um, and Burnley. Obviously, conceded four goals against City as well. But defensively, it was poor. Sice was poor. Bolly wasn't himself. And Cody again. I think he went under the radar a bit. I mean, you always see sort of Sice and Bolly always going to try and get it, but we were second to every ball. We weren't sharp, and I think I think the thing that bothered me was I was watching it in the second half with three 0 down. I'm thinking, right, we've lost this game. The only thing we can really get is a draw, if that. Why is he not changed it to four at the back? I know we leak more defensively, but. Going off that first half and four at the back, he's taken Samedo off for Fabio. That's where he's got a great great opportunity to take someone off uh, for Fabio in the defence or centre-backs and then play a four at the back, which creates more opportunities. But the opportunities we did create with three, Adama had most of the ball in attack, didn't do much. Fabio, when he came on, tried but didn't do much. Jose, again, doesn't move enough. Podence tried his best, but it was all very limited. We just couldn't really deliver anything, and it was a very poor performance. Yeah, I mean, I thought the first five or ten minutes, I thought we we, were, we weren't looking too bad, but there was a few dangers. But you could see straight from the beginning, Burnley came out the traps and the way they pressed Wolves. And they were still pressing Wolves in the 92nd minute, yeah. their energy. And we did, no, we, did, we did none of that. We didn't close them down. You look at Man City when they play and those things, they lose the ball, they get it back. And we didn't seem to do that. And when we got the ball... I mean, did you notice the amount of passes today that we just passed straight to their players? Yeah. They're panicking. They're trying to pass, and they just harassed us and hurried us. And a good side, a really good side, yet on our, on, our, on, our, on our day, like a city or someone like that, they'll pass their way around that press. Yeah. But Wolves just didn't seem to be able to do that or cope with it today. And Burnley, you have to give credit for them for their fire that they had inside them. And they just never stopped. And we got that, they got that goal and their confidence just kept going up and yeah. up. And then we just seemed clueless to be able to have yeah. any answer to it. I was hoping we'd see a difference in the second half. Yeah. Personally, I would have liked to have seen Nuno change something at half time rather than yeah. you know stick with it. 
Sorry, you know, but I know he does believe in the players, and he probably said to them, "Look, okay, put that aside. Let's go and check." But I think he should have made the change at half time today. Um, looking, um, looking forward to the West Brom game and the rest of the season. Um, I mean, how are you feeling about Nuno's position, and also what's your man of the match today and your performance rating, uh, Thomas? I think when it comes to Nuno, I think. He's done so well for us. But there were times in that match where I'm thinking, right, let's bring someone else on or um, switch tactically so we can try and look a bit more exciting and up for it. Neves tried to spread the play wide, which is what he does best. Gibbs White did that as well. But when you're playing three at the back for a whole match, if we wanted to progress now into four at the back, we now have to do that with the games we've got. These games for us, apart from West Brom, which is the derby day that we this. If we wanted to win a game, it's this. That West Brom game, we want to win because last ma this match is poor. We go into West Brom, we win. Hopes are high, but with Nuno, I think I I think Nuno's the right man. I. He's done so well for us, but I think tactically he's not had enough time. And I mean, he's a young manager. He is. I mean, like I think we can implement the four at the back. I think we will implement the four at the back next season. I hope Nuno stays, but I do see him in trouble if West Brom uh, or any other matches because we've got Brighton as well, where we bottled. Well, we never beat Brighton. We we no, bat we batter no. Brighton, and we never we could have more. We they could have no shots and still manage to beat us somehow. Brighton, yeah. that's such Brighton. a bogey side. It's Any like side beginning with the letter B, we don't seem to do very well against. No, it's like um, Newcastle as well. Always one all, but I think going into West Brom, less less play Otazawi instead of Dendonka, and. I mean, yeah, we needed West Brom to lose, really. or Because this, this loss, the only positive we could have taken out is West Brom um, losing. Yet, yeah, this loss is just rubbish, which it is. And um, you can't give a man of the match because none of them deserved it. Uh, they were poor. They didn't put much desire into the passes. Dendonka, again. I mean, it was one... It was one one of the goals, or one of the chant. Oh yeah, they had the long shot. Then Donker's gone in for the fifty-fifty, and he's let the ball go through. And it's like, what are you doing? So I, I know. Think... I must admit, I felt Then Donker was missing in action tonight. But you could say that about a lot of the, the side. Yeah. I, I was trying to think um, when I was looking at my man of the match after the uh, the game, and I was trying to think, did Donk was was he even on the pitch? Yeah. <laughs> Today, I, I mean, I do like the donk um, and everything, but today I, it just didn't work in midfield at all for me. It didn't. And for team rating, can you give one? Because we didn't play like a team. Most of the passes went to them. We were second to everything. If I was to give a rating, it would be one or two again because we, were, we, we weren't sharp enough. Uh, I mean, it's good to see Rao back in training. I think that's a big thing. I don't think he'll play this season because uh, of the because um, of um, the World Cup and the Olympics. He's been denied for that, so I don't think he'll play the season. Johnny's very unlucky again. Neto as well. He's worked so hard this season, and I think he should uh, 
he should take a lot of credit for us uh, not being dragged into this relegation battle. But I definitely think that uh, one and no man of the match and let's try something new against West Brom. Let's go out there and go out there to beat them instead of go out there to play our game. Yeah, Yeah, well, Barry reckons that you should be... If Nuno goes, we're going to make you manager. Brian Devaney says Thomas should give the team talk for the West Brom game. Uh, Thomas, I have to say, uh, how old are you, Thomas? Uh, 13 now, yeah. 13. You talk very, very well, mate. Very calm, collected. You make some great points. Did you have a match yourself this morning? I did, yeah. So that's why you caught the second half. Uh, Who do you play for? Uh, I play for a team uh, just near where I live. I'm playing goal now. Are you a keeper? I think I mentioned it. And did you win today? Uh, No, uh, we've not won all season, but we'll stay strong. Stay strong. Stay strong. And I think that's the message for uh, for the Wolves team as well. Uh, Samuel Hughes said uh, you hit the nail on the head as well. So that's great. Uh, listen, mate, absolutely fantastic comment. I'd always enjoy your comment on the channel. Um, and then let's hope that we've got a happier, a happier one after the West Brom game. Hopefully, All the yeah. best, mate. Thank you. There you go. Absolutely fantastic uh, from young Thomas there. Uh, today, coming on to the channel, giving some great points, I thought, for a very young man. And uh, next up, well, the legend that is Statman Speedy. And Statman, I'm liking the new position that you've got for your camera. This is better. We can see more of you. You're normally distance you? on, the, on, the, on the bed, but this is much better. Hey, Statman, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you. How are you? That's good. And how's your mom? Uh, yeah, she's she's good. Thank you, thank you for asking, Dave. Um, yeah, she's she's keeping going as best as she can, and I'm obviously supporting her. Um, but yeah, she she'll keep going. It won't get That's it won't good. better. We wish her all the best and with her, with her illness and recovery. So, so let's give us the stats to start with before we get to tucking into the game, Mike. Everyone, okay. sit back, kick up your heels, and let's hand over to Statman, who's going to give you the stats of the game. Thank you, Dave. Uh, so thank you for letting me on the show. Um, here are the stats. So it was obviously, unfortunately, Burnley 4, Wolves 0. Um, Wolves had 12 shots to Burnley's 14. On target for Wolves was 2. On target for Burnley was 7. Possession stat, 59% to Burnley's 41%. Passes, 458 for Wolves and 325 for Burnley. Passing accuracy, 77% for Wolves and 71% for Burnley. Fouls, eight for Wolves. Fouls, nine for Burnley. Yellow cards, Wolves had one, and Burnley had two. No one got sent off. Um, offside, there was uh, both teams got caught offside twice. Eight corners to Wolves and five for Burnley. Absolutely fantastic, mate. You always put a lot of effort into the stats, mate. And um, literally, um, what comments would you like to make about the game? Thanks for giving us the stats. It's all right. I, I always do have to. I always, you know, when you off you on your stream, I always obviously when you you said bye, and obviously do you, your reaction. I got. I do it straight away, um, so I'm prepared. And I give enough time. I give myself enough time to uh, prepare um, for the show. Um, comments I'd like to make. Um, 
it, it was very poor today, in my opinion. Um, I'm a positive person, but I'm, it's quite hard to find a positive out of the game, to be honest with you. Um, I just think as a team, there was no teamwork at all. Um, and my mum was saying I was getting a bit stressed at the, the game because I was saying... We're, we're, we're all getting stressed and frustrated and irritated, I think, uh, Speedy. Thank you. Um, I think because... I said I get it stressed because they're not. There's no desire to get the ball, or there's no desire when they have the ball to pass it quick. If you know what I mean. And I said I know Manchester City are, are levels above other teams in terms of quality, but you when they have the ball, they're playing quick passes. And when Wolves have it, like today, it was too slow. And every time the way I see football is, if you have the ball and you play too slow, the, the other team has time to get back into the defence and midfield and get back in the shape. And it was just too slow today, but it, it was quite hard to watch. Um, and I was actually quite shocked, to be honest with you, because obviously on your um, watch-along, you always go watch your prediction. And obviously I predicted 2-0, and obviously it was 4-0. But it was, I, think we, I think we made them look like Barcelona, to be honest with you, like you said. I said that when it was the third goal and went, went in. I went, we're making these look like Barcelona. And no offence to Burnley, they were good. They were a good side, and... They are a physically good side, um, but I think we're a better team than them. We have better players for sure, but obviously they won today and we lost. Well, it's a fair comment. I mean, uh, Vinyl Revival saying here, Bernie, you're absolutely brilliant. More passion and fight. These are qualities that win. Nuno's loyalty to Nevis and some others crippling us. He will give us, will not give other players a start. I'm not sure that he's going to change the team much for um, for West Brom because I think for the West Brom, if he changes the team too much and then we lose, mm. why did you change the team? And if he doesn't and we lose, why have you stuck with the same players? It's kind of in a no-win. It is a tough one. Um, but in some ways, a, a defeat like this is just what the, uh, the kick at the backside that sometimes you need. Um, I mean, I, I think most Wolves fans, Stato, uh, will accept any loss if there's some fight and passion and energy. And I don't think any one of us can probably turn around to the players and say there wasn't trying today. But there just didn't seem the same level of urgency, the same level of speed and energy and press. It just felt like we were going through the motions and we just didn't seem to know how to play football today at all. And we just couldn't get our, you know, our shape. And we just got tore apart. Every time Burnley came forward, you thought they were going to score again, didn't you? We were at the, yeah. it, you know, it was just, um, it was, <laughs> it was crazy. Go on, my me, mum me said um, it was like they were on. It's like they've just gone on a night out, and all of a sudden they've just remembered it was a game, and they're going, "Oh God, the best." Obviously, if there's when the photographers are there, put a smile on, um, and obviously look like they want to play. <laughs> and that's a bit of sarcasm from my mum. But like, I do agree. There was, it was just there was no speed. There was nothing there that you. Every time we had the ball, there was nothing there. You go, we're going to score here. What we're going to. You know what I mean? Every time they had the ball, it was frightening because it was three, then it was four, and then you're thinking, is, is it going to be five? Is it going to be six? And 
It, it, it was difficult to watch, but on, on to the West Brom game, I think obviously we all want to win as Wolves fans, and I think at the minute, it doesn't matter how we win, as long as we do win. Um, but I've made a comment on, I think focus on next season, like you say, if we have a proper pre-season, we can, like I say, we can do all the things we need to do, as in get the injured players back, get um, get new players in. Um, but like you said, 12, 12 to 10 position, um, with what's happened with the injuries, with obviously like the players going up with COVID, um, in the transition, and the it's going to be a four at the back, then it's going to be a five, and then I think getting the tactics right and everything, getting it all right, twelve to tenth position is still brilliant in my opinion, and I'm still going to win. Like I said, to finish seventh consecutively with a small squad as he likes, and to literally beat Seville. Or Sevilla, um, who have won the competition, I think it's five or six times, is in my opinion remarkable for a side that has, still has championship players such as Cody, Neves, um, Bowling size and they're great players. It's just like if you if did like uh, like a, a team and you said what what, what where have they come from, like Sheffield United have League One players still, but they were brilliant. Like you say, the fans make a difference as well. And Wolves still have um, championship players, but they can play at that level. It's just this season; it's just unfortunate because of. I think know, I think what not... you mean is I'm not saying I don't think you're saying that they are championship level players. I'm no. thinking what you're trying to say is they were with us in the championship. I think everyone yeah. can see the yeah. likes of um, Neves that came into us in the championship. You know, the reason we won the league so convincingly because they were on the whole much better players in the championship. But, like, it doesn't matter how good you are or not. I mean, I'm going to come on to Neves in a little bit in, on the next caller, to be honest. Um, but I just think we just didn't play like a prep. We played like a, a League Two team today. It was mm. that. It, it, you felt like we, were, we weren't we were even in the game. It's, you know, yeah. I mean, a League Two team on any one day can play well, but we did, we just didn't win any of the battles or anything. To finish off with, um, Speedy, what's your overall performance rating for the team and do you have a man of the match? Um, my mom, can I just make one more comment about my mum? She said um, she seems to think the reason today or the, the last couple of performances have not been so good is because probably because Obviously, the target at the start of the season wasn't just to stay up. It was obviously trying to finish better than 7th or equal 7th. But because they've probably stayed up, it's a bit like we've got so many injuries, we've got so many key players out. We don't want to, you know what I mean, we'll try and keep the squad as together as possible. You know what I mean? And I, 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 I kind of agree, but I just wanted to make that point. Um, first half, unfortunately, it was a zero. Because uh, obviously, we're 3-0 down. And, and I, I, hate, I hate putting zero because I love to be positive. Second half was a one because <laughs> I don't like want to put a zero again. Um, I do agree with yourself with match of the match. Uh, man of the match, sorry, was Saint Nori. My mum did make a, a joke saying man of the match was Steve Ball because he was the only fan in the in the crowd. <laughs> um, but yeah, Eight Nori played some good, uh, did some good crosses, and um, probably the only player that looked like he wanted to win the game today. But I don't no. like being negative. I was like, I'd be positive. Uh, well, uh, I, I, you, no one likes being negative, uh, you know. And but when you've got um, a channel like this, which is a, a fan channel for Wolves fans, 
you've got to be able to put your points across and sometimes you have to criticize when you see things it's we can we're positive and when things are going well but you you have to say what's in your heart and how you feel and sometimes you have to be negative because you have to criticize and to, I mean, we're all struggling to find any positives out of today's match, mate. So don't be uh, be worried about that. Listen, um, Speedy, thanks very much for coming on and giving us the stats again and your point of view. Next up, we're going to have a debutant from Ireland. How's that? Thanks, Speedy. Take care, mate. Bye-bye. Cheers. Uh, guys, and if you're enjoying this content and you're enjoying the show, uh, please smash a like on the YouTube video. And if you're listening to us on uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify, uh, give us a rating on there. That would be really appreciated. So as Speedy leaves, we've now got from Cork, I think it is. You're going to love this guy. We've got Dinny from Cork and Ireland, <laughs> international fan. Hi, how are you doing, Dinny? And you're outside. Hey Dave, yeah, I'm out the back, I'm out the back garden. Lovely sunny day today. Uh, <laughs> like we don't, if you if you throw out the Irish stereotypes, it wouldn't be too far down the list to see that we get bad weather over here. Usually rain and uh, fairly muggy weather. So when it was really sunny today, it made that second half all the more difficult to watch. <laughs> but I I, uh, I stuck with it. I stuck with it, even though it was really really bad. Um, no, I watched you- everybody. You're from, is it Cork in Ireland that you're from? From Cork, yeah, down south, yeah, down south. Roy Keane's from my city and uh, Dennis Irwin. So I have my Dennis Irwin jersey on today. I don't know if you can see that. Whoa. I can, I yeah, me, I think uh... I can that's, a, that's a good answer. <laughs> Before we go on to the game, I'm sure everyone will be quite interested to know how come you ended up supporting uh, the mighty Wolverhampton Wanderers and look by the sounds of it for quite a long time. Yeah, for ages. Yeah, I've been a Wolves fan since 1995. Um there was a there was a match played in 1995 when the the Premier League was pretty new and Sky were doing this big mega pitch of the the thing they had when it was um it was free it was free to air really like when Sky was was new and uh, Ireland had recently kind of qualified for their first World Cup in 1990 and I was young and I was in my teens and people didn't really support English clubs in Ireland and so I didn't really support the team lads in school supported Man United and Liverpool and stuff like that and. Uh, I remember seeing this FA Cup game that came up. It was Sheffield Wednesday against uh, Wolves. And it was like, there was this big advertising thing around the Wolves against the Owls, the Wolves against the Owls. And it totally sucked me in. Like, And uh, I used to watch loads of games, loads of Premier League games. And this one definitely sucked me in. And uh, it was a draw at Hillsborough. And uh, then it was the, the replay at Molyneux. And when, you see, when you're, when you're kind of newish to football... And you see Malnu under the lights with the it's, it's the same layout as it is now with the gold seats and it's when it lights up at night it looks amazing. That's it. And, was that uh, the penalty shootout? That's the one, man. That's and the one. And it sucked me in. After, and we won. It, yeah, to mind your two 0 It was three 0 If you want to have an underdog story, and everybody loves an underdog story, and if you're an Irish football fan, you're always the underdog. Not like being an English football fan, you're, where where you're going to win games. So it was like. The game finished the draw again, and it went to penalties. And Wolves are three 0 down on penalties, and uh, ended up winning the game. It's it's ridiculous. It's on YouTube. John the Wolf takes a penalty. It's yeah. uh, with his long hair. It's incredible. It's and I was sucked in. Chris, Chris Waddle from uh, Sheffield Wednesday. He took the final one and missed, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. You're you're dead on. You're on the ball. And uh, I danced around my kitchen. I couldn't believe it. And I went. Uh, there used to be a, a store in the city where I live in Cork where they, 
they could uh, it was called Football Crazy and then I said have you any Wolves shirts and I was going through all the man new ones the Everton ones and he said uh, no no we can order you one I said alright well, order me one I, I, I wore them one of the inter- international fan reaction ones it's the the nutmeg jersey with the it's the the city crest you know the Goodyear That's one it, yeah 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 yeah, so I still have it. It kind of still fits me <laughs> so many years later. like. But that, that's why I'm old, so I just didn't support the team at the time. Got sucked in with the underdog story, and it's just been a love affair ever since. Well, like, and... I, th- I think that's a great story. I mean, I think it's quite bold of you and everyone else who's supporting Manu and Liverpool. That shows character that you went and picked the Wolves. And PKOK says his mum and dad are from Carlo, and he says hi. Very good. Do you Very know good, Carlo? Yeah. So let's get, the, let's get on to the game, mate. Let's give me your honest opinions about the game and thoughts. What point do you want to make? Uh, I think I'm... I watched a couple of fan reactions there today and I'd put myself in the old men category, I suppose. I don't know if you'd put yourself in that category, Dave, but I'm happy that Wolves are in the Premier League. I'm, I've seen the, the, the dark days. I remember the playoff attempting to get into the top six of the championship and not getting there and the 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 almost getting there and then when we got into the Premier League and got relegated and stuff like that. So for me, being in the Premier League is a huge deal. It's a real winner like. Now that we're there, performing as badly as Wolves are is a real letdown. Um so I'm gonna give Wolves an awful lot of leeway in terms of what's going on at the moment. They survived. They, like, did we ever think that we'd be talking about Wolves as a relegation candidate, given the last two years? But that's what happened this year. Um, I really want to see next year an improvement. I don't know, given the current squad, are we going to see it? Um, even if you brought back all the injured players, if you consider all the things that have happened this year, the injured players coming back, are Wolves a good enough team? to really perform like they had done the last two years? What do you think? Um, I, I think if we got the players back here, you know, I mean, you know, and we had a proper pre-season, I think we'd reset. But I do think it's quite apparent for me that we have to bring in some quality reinforcements I mean, it's glaringly obvious we need a... If if Nuno wants to switch to this four at the back, which I think he does to make it... I mean, when we have played it, we've looked more attacking, but we've looked leaky at the back. I don't. I personally do not think Code is the answer in a four at the back. I think yeah, he's right, cracking, yeah. I think he's a great player and a great leader and a great captain. And I think he, in a five, when he's got two either side of him, not today, obviously, but... He's a lot more secure and he can drop in and do a job as a four at the back. But against the really good sides or against these type of strikers, I don't think he's got the pace. I think I, I, that's me personally. I think it would be Bolly and another quality centre-back. I wouldn't mind seeing Cody move back into sort of a defensive midfielder position, um, still in the team. And I think that could be made to work, um, you know, but obviously, they need to work on that in uh, pre-season. Getting Jimenez back would be key if he's on form. Um, uh, you know, I think Pedenza has got something to offer. I think Neto, when we get him back, Johnny Otto hopefully comes back fit. We've missed him. You know, I wouldn't be averse to getting Matt Doherty back uh, from Tottenham. 
personally. Yeah. Um, you know, it's still of a good age, not worked out for him then. If we paid, got him back, for, it's almost like we sent him on loan for a season, potentially. Um, but we've got to bring in the right people. Vettina, would you keep in? Morgan Gibbs-White, has he got a future at Wolves? If he gets his attitude right, he's certainly got some skill. Otisowi, he's a strong lad. Love to see him. Corbanu, he's looked great in the under-23s. Fabio Silva's definitely got something. But if we're going to bring people in in the summer, they've got to make an impact on the squad. So... I just think people won't accept the fact that unless we strengthen in the, in the thing. And I, and I think if we don't, it sets Nuno up to fail for next season. I think we've got to freshen things up a little bit, especially, you know, we can't keep relying on Matinho. I'll tell you who we missed today a lot, Matinho. He, he, he's 34, but he's got fight and hunger and he's like a terrier. I don't think we'd have seen as bad a performance today if Matinho would have been in the middle of the park. He would have got the got the, the game by the scruff of the neck and got everyone else going. Well, how, how long are we saying box-to-box midfielder? Like, how long are we saying that? Well, how long, a, we, how long was we saying, and we said it on many podcasts, how long were we saying that we need a backup striker for Raul Jimenez? If he ever gets yeah. injured, what are we going to do? And we did it, like, did we? I, I've said this thing before on a thing I've sent to the international fans' reaction, that when, when, when Wolves come up from the Championship, it's like... Wolves played uh, Everton and my, one of my best friends is an Everton supporter for years we went to Molyneux and seen uh, Everton playing Wolves and Molyneux and all that um, and I sent him a text when Wolves are back in the Premier League for the first time I said what do you think and he said well I think we've better players the Everton guy but he said I think you've a better team and Wolves did that first the, the year in the Championship a great team team spirit knows what I'm talking about Um back in the Premier League and then last year as well but this year like the, the squad was paper thin it was really a very thin squad and we were all cheerleaders about it we were saying like Nuno's the, the squad is so together they all know their positions if, if one player goes out another one comes in he knows the system and it was so solid and we felt it was so solid but I think this year it's kind of like the Emperor's new the Emperor's wearing no clothes you're not going to do it what's that analogy what's that called the Emperor's clothes yeah yeah I know what you mean that, yeah. that, that, it's that uh, like as soon as Raul got injured, and then we saw another couple of guys getting injured, and there was like there was no cover there, there was nothing there, and there was as soon as you've no cover in the Premier League, you're going to get exposed straight away. Like when the little kid pointed at the Emperor and went, "He's not wearing any clothes." It was like that, and <laughs> as soon as that started happening, Wolves started sinking like a stone when they went, what, "Jesus!" Like I don't want to swear, sorry, Dave, but like four 0 to Burnley. Are you joking me? Like we started looking at these the, the run into the end of the year going. Like we've all kind of not that we've given up, but we've kind of went. All right, that's our year. We've had a poor. We we all say right. We've had a poor old year. Grand. We're playing all the bottom teams over the rest of the year. Let's go and have a crack off it. Let's be a bit experimental. Some people have said, but definitely let's clock up points and get let's get goals and let's have performances. Let's have results. But Burnley four 0 like at Malnu. Wh- wh- where does that fit into all that? Like, I think it's been a bit of an indictment of Wolves, an indictment of Nuno, and the way that they have been doing things. Of course, I'm so happy that Wolves are in the Premier League. I'm so happy that Nuno's um, the manager and the coach. And I do want him to continue. I can speak a bit more about that. But it is an indictment of them that as soon as a couple of things started to go wrong, it was paper mache. Like, it was... It was well, like, those cards come falling in. I think you made some really good points, mate. And you can see uh, Dini's uh, immediate reaction after the game on the international fan... Uh, Dinner, just to finish off with, mate, um, your performance rating and your man of the match, if you can dig anything out of that. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna go like the rest of the guys there, like Chris and the other lads. I can't give a performance uh, to any of the guys. Like the, the the best thing I saw in the game from any Wolves player was when Bolly made a, a big defensive error, but did get back to recover his error. Like that was a really really good sign from that guy as a good centre half. But they were all terrible. There, there was no there was no good player stood out to say that they'd get a a match rating at all. Like and as a match, I give a two out of ten. A two out of ten. But no no man of the match today. Dinny, thanks ever so much for joining us from Cork. Hopefully you'll come on again, thanks, mate. Everyone loves, everyone's loving the accent as well. It's a great I accent. Just say, I, I love your accent, I must admit. I think it's a brilliant <laughs> accent. Well, I, can I finish by saying um, it's a pleasure, Dave. I've been a fan for a while. And uh, hopefully next year we'll be at Molyneux. I've been there loads of times. It's an easy flight from Cork to Birmingham. So uh, yeah. hopefully next year. That now that'd be great, mate. We come over. We'll definitely meet up before the game. That's for that's for definite, hundred percent. Thanks, mate. And um, Cheers, man. Look at, and look out for Dinny on the international fan. I'll be out tomorrow. And have an enjoy the rest of your evening, buddy. God bless me. About today's game. <laughs> Good luck. It. See you later. <laughs> Absolutely br- brilliant. Uh, top lad. Thanks, Dinny. Trudy saying, uh, lovely to hear you. And I uh, hope you're enjoying this. If you're enjoying the content, please smash a like on the video and consider subscribing. Next up, we're going to be bringing on the main man. It's Craig. How you doing? And Craig, I have to say, you're looking very dapper tonight, mate. Very smart. Golf again, Dave. Golf. How you been the golfing? How did you get oh, on with your golf, yeah. mate? Uh, just like wolves, crap. But there you go. <laughs> Um, oh god, where do we start, Dave? Um, Nuno, Just... 100% support of him. Um, if you've had a job for four years and for three of those years you had it standing on your appraisal, and then you get through a rough patch, you'd be pretty miffed, wouldn't you? If, if your bosses called you in and said, Off you go, you gotta go. Yeah, so you know, absolutely, I'm with him. I'm with him for the next um, two and a half years, however long he's got left. Um, as an excuse for them, Dave, they've had no break for two years. They're knackered. Um, they played 90-odd games now, is it? Uh, without any break at all. Mentally, they must be shattered. The injuries may be down to the fact that the bodies have had no rest whatsoever. Uh, we're the only club that, that's, that's, that's played this many games with this size squad. Um, and the players, I, I think, have, have just been pushed that little bit too far. That's new now, though, and his small squad. You, you, you uh, can't, can't have both. If, if, you, you can't have a small, small squad if you want to be a, a top four side. You can't do that. But we have got a recurring problem as well, Dave. We cannot play teams that are aggressive, that are in our face, and that do the dirty side of the game. We hate playing teams that are in our face, are physical, are on us. We just can't cope with that, with that side. And, and Nuno keeps saying, you know, we have to learn, we have to learn, we have to learn. But we're not learning this this um, um, side of the game. Whenever a, a team press us, we absolutely capitulate nine times out of ten. Losing to this Burnley side, fourth from bottom, 
having trouble scoring goals 4 0 in our palace is just unacceptable. That today was unacceptable. No passion, no fight, no no teamwork, no zip, no no anger. Um everything that 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 we've come to love from our side over the last three and a half years was missing today and it was embarrassing. Anybody says anything else and they absolutely missing missing the uh, the uh, point. You're absolutely right. We need an, uh, a top quality centre half and a midfield player that can that's got energy, zip, and vision. Our goals for column, the second worst goal score for column in the Premier League. Uh, it, you know, it says it. That's it, actually it's true. Actually, yeah, they they yeah, goals is. For is, was was poor, isn't it? When we went one nil down, Dave, I put my head in my hands and thought, where? Is one goal going to come from, and definitely where are two goals going to going to come from? Because we've had so much trouble scoring. And Burnley, um, no matter how poor a side they are, and they are, and the league table doesn't doesn't lie that where they deserve to be, they're well drilled and they're organised. And we just we looked, oh Dave, we looked shabby today, mate. We looked really poor. Um, and I can only put it down to the fact that we've had no break for, for two two years. So so we have to give them that. And we have to say that, you know, the pride that we've had it in them uh, in the championship season and the two seventh places. Um, this game's a, a really tough game on a, on, on a person's body when you play this game now. So to, so to play 58 games last season, have what... Uh, a two-week break was it? A three days pre-season. That's and, right. Yeah, uh, and, and then going to a really tough season where where people have sussed us out, Dave. People know that if you press Wolves and you don't give them any space, you 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 give give yourself a really really good uh, like chance chance to beat us. And I just on the sideline, well, well, I've been waiting for you. Been watching the the vile be. Uh, the Tesco United game and the Tesco players throwing themselves in front of the ball, dying, you know, thou shalt not pass attitude. And we lacked that today, big style. We lacked it. Did it end up 2-2? Yeah, oh, it was a really sloppy. The, uh, the second Villa goal, Dave, was a, was an absolute uh, shambles uh, for the, uh, defending. Um, it, it, it was a, a mess. But up to that point, they were throwing themselves uh, in front of the ball, um, sliding tackles. And it was, you could see that even though they've got a pretty poor side, what, what, what they've got in their side is passion and fight. And if we turn up next week, like we play today, and they play that way, it's going to be 3 4 nil without any doubt at all. We need to re really get our, uh, ourselves um, moving this week, energised and realise that the Wolf side owe the fans big time and they owe us. I think that's fair. I mean, I think, you know, I, I do think <laughs> we're safe, definitely safe, and um, we've had a bad season. I, but I do think that we lost to... To the um, West Birmingham Baggybergs earlier in the season at home, three-two. 
Um, and if we perform poorly next week, I mean, we've lost to Burnley today. And obviously there's a bit of a meltdown. But if we lose to Albion next week, uh, playing like this, you know what's going to happen. There's, it's going to be a complete... And I, and I think that puts quite a lot of pressure on Nuno because he does need to make sure these players... The, the, the bare minimum you want from a derby, and, OK, you've not got the fans in the stadium, but the bare minimum from playing Albion is passion, fight for every single ball and showing 150, 200% commitment... And we were so passive today. And it was like we were scared of Burnley. And they all they really did was come out of the traps really strong with a good plan from Sean Dice. And he's a you know, he keeps them up every year. And they just pressed us and we had no answer to their press. And we just panicked and we just didn't show have any composure. And we just looked so like paperweight, it was like every time they came forward, just so lightweight defensively. You just thought they bullied us, and they did. They did, and Burnley didn't just play direct with long balls into the box and stuff like that. They played some quality football. They played the football. Wolves should play the football. Yes, we had more possession, but what did we do with it, Craig? What did we do with it? Yeah, Dave. In this game, no matter what level, you've got to earn the right to play. And you've got to fight. I mean, I mean, Clough, Clough used to say, for the first 25 minutes of a game, you're winning your right to play football. So, so that's when you do all of the nasty stuff and the dirty stuff and side things. Hang on, we can't kick this side up off the pitch, and then you you start to play, but. Two words for, for, for the uh, wolf, wolf side. Fight and pride. And the next five games, I expect fight and I expect pride. I don't care how many games they've, they've uh, played over the last two years. They raised themselves for the last uh, five games we've got left. Because that today was an absolute abysmal surrender of a, a team that looked like it... it, it, it hadn't had a, 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 a day off for, for like two years, Dave. I've got no man of the match because none of them deserved it. And I'm going to uh, be, 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 be the one that uh, com, comes out and says naught out of 10 for that performance today. <laughs> because, because, because that sort of um, performance for the black country people, for people that, that, that fight the way in uh, life, that, that, fight for everything they've got. That's not acceptable for us. We don't care when we lose, as long as, long as, as our team uh, sweats blood and tears for us. And they didn't do that today. No, absolutely, mate. I mean, I, I think we all can see today. I, I mean, for me, I, I, I'm trying to think of a worse performance, team performance, over a full 90 minutes that I can remember. And I, 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 I think it's probably the worst performance. I mean, and Nuno has come out and said, you know, he's standing there and he sent him out. And sometimes in football, these things do happen where, I mean, sometimes you can send the same team out, they click and they're like amazing. And then sometimes the same team can go out 
and they just perform. And I'm just hoping it's one of those. We haven't been pretty in recent uh, this season. We haven't played the scintillating counter-attack football like we've seen in previous seasons. But we have got the reasons for that. But Nuno's managed to get the players to grind out the results to get us to safety. You know, and there's a lot of teams that wish they were we, we were getting beat four probably getting beat four 0 by Burnley, and they were on forty one points right now. But saying that, you can't keep making the same excuses over and over again. But there are the circumstances. But they've got to beat. They've got to beat because uh, you know what it's going to like if we if if the the Birmingham Baggy Birds beat us next week and they go down, all we're going to hear for the next five years till they'll come back up to the Premier League is, well, you couldn't, you've not beaten us for 10 years or whatever and 5-1. Do you know what I hope that goes and happens next week? And I hope they do. And the other half of my family actually are all West Bromwich Albion season ticket holders. <laughs> Would you believe? I know. I know. Um, they, you know, they are... And um, I'm not a hater of Albion or anything like that, but I obviously want us to well and truly beat them. And if we can go out and show some desire and beat them and beat them well next week, everything will be forgiven for everything. And yeah, the right. players and Nuno and everyone, they need to know that. Because if we beat Albion and we beat them well, we can just drift along till the end of the season and go, well, we've put that to bed now get to the summer reset, and that'll just take everything away. But if we don't, you, I think someone hit it on the nail there, there will be a few more that'll turn, and there'll be the Nuno out brigade will come out massively yeah. in force next year. But I will give this warning again to anyone that thinks, even if we did lose next week, we did that against Mick McCarthy. The whole thing fell apart. We ended up in League One. If Nuno goes... Uh, there's lots of the, the whole thing's going to be could fall apart very very quickly, and we could end Absolutely. up in a free fall. What we need at the end of this season is a reset and a rest and the right summer, and Nuno getting some break and time and to bring in try and bring in the changes that he's 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 put across like the four at the back and get the right players, and then. Reset, restart, and I think personally we'll come good next year, and we'll be having. I, I personally think we'll have a great season. If after ten or fifteen games we've still got this, then even me would probably say maybe that's the time to change. But now's not the time to make a snap thing. What would be the point now? We need some stability. Is what we I need. agree with you, David. Um, 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 last thing, we need to win. Because I, I, I've sort of got my piece ready, right? And I don't want it changed to the funeral march, all right? So, so you, you know, we need to be able to play the piece that I've practised and not the funeral march next week on my tuba. So, so there you go. Oh, yeah, because we do have a treat for everyone next week, which yeah, I have to uh, remind. <laughs> uh, Craig, it plays for a, 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 a top brass band. What, what's your brass band called? Well, it was it was I retired uh, two years ago, but they were ranked uh, fifth in the world. Uh, we played the and Albert you played Hall. the Royal Albert Hall, haven't you? Yeah, twelve. Well, uh, I've done that twelve times in the national championships and on on concerts. So, uh, yeah, but I um, retired from serious playing two years ago, Dave. So I'm I'm rusty, but 
I can still knock a knock a tune out, hopefully. <laughs> no, no, that's great because we've I've said all along Craig's gonna get the tuber out for the West Brom game. So let's hope that it's a victory march rather than a funeral have you, march, man. Have you, have you noticed my beard? It's been changed. Shaved a bit. Oh, so yeah. That's so I, I can get a, a an airtight seal on my face. That's all that is. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it, mate. That will be uh, something cheers. to look forward to uh, next week. Craig, thank you so much for... Um, thank you, Dave. I'm sure you did have a great day on the golf course either, but at least no, the weather's no. nice. Absolutely. Bless you, mate. You take care. All right. Take care, mate. Take cheers, care. cheers, mate. Cheers, bud. Tell her, mate. Absolutely brilliant from, from Craig. And we do have a final caller today, um, Scott. Scott, thank you for waiting patiently. Sometimes you're on first, sometimes you're in the middle, and sometimes we keep you till uh, till the end. And I have to say, because people do go on about the wallpaper, your wallpaper is spectacular. Thank you. <laughs> it's very, very, very flowery. I like it, mate. We like our flowery wallpaper here. And you've got some comics up there as well, have you, mate? Yeah, it's a poster of all the DC comics, all the original ones, the old ones. Are you a big DC fan? Uh, more Marvel than DC, but yeah. I do like um, Marvel. I've always said that Marvel, Marvel is the best comic, but DC has the best villain and hero. No, well, I think you're right. And I'm, during the first lockdown... Uh, I watched all the Marvel films, including Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., in timeline order from like thing. It was how it all links together. It was quite uh, quite interesting to watch. Mm. Scott, as well, I just want to say as well, congratulations that your uh, your Bushbury uh, team got their first victory today. That's, uh, that yeah. must feel good to take a little bit of the... Uh, you know, the edge off Wolves getting beaten 4-0. Well done to your team today that you coach and manage. Well, well done for that. T today was a really horrible day um, until Brushbury played. <laughs> so basically, um, my son plays in the mornings as well, and yeah. he played two games today. They lost four nil and seven nil. Then I've come home to watch the Wolves, and I was watching the first half and watching us crumble. And then I had to leave because I had to head to Warsaw for the Brushbury game. So I was listening to the rest of it on the radio. And then when we arrived. At the ground, we got told that they scored a fourth, and I was like, "Oh God, no!" I was like, "That just that just sums it up, really." And then, obviously, Brushbury went and shocked me by winning six 0 So, yeah, and I'm glad for that. So that made up for it, mate. Absolutely, I'm well done on that, and so pass that on. Best wishes to you, all the boys over there. One of these days, we'll get down. And, <laughs> um, and what's your take on the game? What points do you want to make, mate? Uh, for me, it's more about, like, obviously I will talk about the game, but it's just about the Nuno issue. Like, straight away, like, I saw somebody put a picture up of Nuno with, like, the clown makeup on, and it just bugged me. Have we come Have we come so far that we're disrespecting? That is great... total disrespect. Yeah, the, the greatest manager of our that era. Man, that is disrespect. Yes, but it's, it's just one of them now where this guy is in uncharted waters. We're in a situation now where we've had a season which has been up and down through injuries, COVID, pandemics, anything that you can name off. It's probably one of the worst seasons ever. And like Craig just said, you know, we're coming off the back of probably our longest season in our history as well. well. It's, the, it's the longest season in any Premier League. Clubs yeah. history, competitive. And yet, 
some of these fans believe that, yeah, Nuno's not the one, let's get rid of him. You should judge Nuno on next season. If we play 10 games and we're in the same mess, then yes, get rid of Nuno, get somebody else in, get a fresh look. Because like one of my friends told me the other day, everybody has a shelf life. But you can't judge Nuno on a season where he is dealing with something he's never dealt with before in the Wolves position. So we've had, we've been spoiled, Dave. Like we won the championship with his first season in charge. Uh, his second season in charge, he got us f- to finish seventh and qualified for Europe. Uh, I think that was the, I think that was the season we got to the semi-final as well, wasn't it, of the FA Cup? And then the following season, we're we're travelling Europe and we get beaten out by the eventual winners. Late so then, on in the game, although they did play yeah. us off the park, but it, we did we did play with some fight and passion and organisation, and we got caught right at the end. Yeah, and we finished seventh again, and we only missed out on Europe because of obviously who won the um, FA Cup. And then you come to this season, which has been an awkward season for every club, and I mean every club, right? But Wolves, and I will always make this case for Wolves, Wolves have added a lot more difficult than any other club. Look at, look at, we lose uh, Johnny before the start of the season. All the new lads that came in didn't have a preseason under Nuno, didn't have time to gel. Then we lose Raul. Then we've had players in and out like Yo-Yos, Bolly, Podence, um, even Marcel. Johnny. Ke- yeah, Marcel. Exactly. And then Neto suddenly shines in what's been a really dark season, and then we lose him. And it's it's one of them where you can't judge Nuno on this. You should be judging Nuno on a season where he's had time to get a decent transfer window in the bag, buy the players that he needs to bolster, bolster the team, have a pre-season with them all gelling and getting together, and then see what happens. And if after 10 games we are down the bottom, then by all means, get rid of him, get somebody else in. But I guarantee you, and I'll, I'll bet money on it, we will be up the top next season. Arsenal for life has just come on here and he said Wolves will definitely not go down. Once you have a full squad, you'll be right. Probably challenging for top eight again. Exactly. I think what it is with the current situation, right? We get all this greatness given to us by Nuno and we expect that we should be getting met. We should be getting more. Why should we be getting more? Nuno says it in every press conference he appears on. We should remember where we came from and that's the championship. We are a championship team, right? Coming to the Premier League, then going into Europe. Never forget where you come from because you can easily go back there. Mike McCarthy got sacked after that Baggies game all those years ago. And look what happened after that. We get double back-to-back relegations. Be careful what you wish for. At the minute, Nuno has got that much credit in the bank. And with everything that's gone on this season, this guy should be given all the time and respect that he has earned to put things right. And if he doesn't do it by, say, 10 games into next season, then by all means, start looking for a new manager. And even I will be climbing that fence to get onto onto Nuno's back. But until then, I'm always going to be Nuno in because the guy has earned the right to have my support because he has given me some of the greatest moments that I've had since I've been a Wolves fan. And it's just... I just don't get the lack of respect. It's like we think we're privileged. We should have more than this. Look, I would love for us to be challenging Champions League football. I I would love for us to go and win the Premier League. But realistically, if you're going to build something, right, work on a project to get us to be one of those top six clubs 
constantly. One of those top teams that's always in the picture for cups and everything. Then it's not going to happen overnight. It's going to take a process. And that process has been damaged in this season because of all the circumstances that have happened in this season. It's, it just annoys me because, like, it's not all Wolves fans because I would say it's a strong 75% of Wolves fans want Nuno win. Nobody's doubting Nuno. Like you say, if we lose to Baggies next week, I'm still Nuno in. I'll be annoyed and I'll be angry, but I'm still Nuno in. Because this season for me, I just want it done. Let's concentrate on the next one. But the 25% that want him out, like, come on. like I don't we'll play- think it's even 25%. It's just a vocal. Yeah. It's a vocal 5%. You know what it's like on these socials? They're very vocal. You know, I, I, I will challenge any... Nuno out person, and I'm not like you, Scott. I'm not saying that he's going to be here forever in a day, but I do think that you know you have to put things in context with the season that we've had. And even though we've had a bad season and we've had all these injuries, we're still safe. He's still got us to safety with games. We're twelfth. We're twelfth. We could still slip into the top ten. Yet people are still like carrying on the way they are. Exactly, and I will go and will go and say, and I will challenge anyone that says Nuno out to come on here, to come onto this channel, put your face on her and have a chat to me, you know, even if it's after the Alvin game and Amy, and come and put your point and say why and who you're going to get to replace him, because I fear sometimes you can. Fans can be quite fickle. And the easier answer is just get rid of the manager. Just get rid of the manager. That's the the simple answer. Oh, yeah, it's not working out. We're having a bad run of form or this, that, and the other. Let's sack the manager. And the next thing you know, you're out the league and you're pivoting down. There's no plan. We We should be happy that we've got owners that want to try and build something here to get us to that level of being a top six club, constantly battling for trophies. Right. And they're not going to do what, like say Roman Abramovich and Chelsea did like, look at Di Matteo. He won the champions league, then gets sacked. Like we haven't got owners like that. We've got an owner that knows that this is the plan. This is the goal. We want to get to here, but this is how we're going to do it. He already came out and put, came out and released a statement ages ago saying that they're already behind Nuno. This season for them is done because they understand the issue that's going on in the world and all the injuries we've had. So they're not going to judge Nuno. That's why we could lose 6-0 to Baggies, uh, but Nuno's not going to get sacked because Fusen understand that this season's just been that type of season. Next season, however, if they're not seeing any progression... Then right? they'll act. They will act. Exactly. And they will. They, you know, they, they they look. You've got to look. You've got to. Sometimes you have to take the passion and the immediate anger and passion out of football, and you have to take a step back and yeah. you have to look at it strategically. If we do this, what will happen? I tell you now, if Nuno left and goes to somewhere like Spurs, which I don't think he will, no. you just know that X amount of players are going to end up. He's going to check. That's going to go follow him. We're going to lose all his backroom staff. We're going to lose the medical team. All of these things are going to be gone. Yet they can bring in a new manager and this, that and the other, but there's no guarantee of that happening. What would be the point in doing that 
when the manager has not has not had a proper pre-season to be able to implement these things. The, 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 the acid test is the summer transfer window. Who we keep, who yep. we sell, who we bring in, and the formation that we start the season with next year, the things that they've worked on, and then we will have a good idea because sometimes in life you have to take a step back. If you get knocked down nine times, you stand up ten. You do not put up the white flag. You continue to fight. You continue to believe. Now is not the time. Even if we end up losing to Albion next week, it is not the time. The time would be... 10, 15 games if it's not working next year. A perfect example would be this. Doherty left. He brought Samedo in to replace him. Right? Samedo didn't hit it off the ground straight away. Why? No pre-season. No time to gel with new teammates. Thrown into a brand new league and told to just perform. Right? Say, for example, none of that happened. You got a pre-season. The Samedo that's got better and better and better as the season's got on. Right? All that bad Samedo that we had at the beginning wouldn't have existed with a preseason. We would have got the good Samedo straight away. And then all it would have been was him gelling to the league, but he would have already gelled with his team. Do you see what I mean? So for me, so for, for me, Samedo gets a preseason under Nuno next season. We'll he's instantly going to be, yeah, he's instantly going to be better. But people are too, that quick to judge, like the Judge Silva, the Judge, like all the players. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Got just a point there on Silver. People judge Silver. He's rubbish. He's terrible. This, that, and the other. And then he comes on and for fifteen minutes at the end. Why are we not yeah. starting Silver? <laughs> That's the thing. That's how fickle some some of these fans can be, and it bugs me. They've got on Silver's back all seasons since he replaced Raul. The moment we get Jose in, these same fans that were on Silver's back are coming out now saying, "Hey, I bet we play Silver. Jose is no good." Seriously, like. For me, I've always said it from the beginning, this guy was coming in to play under 23 games, make bench appearances. He was thrown into the deep end because of the incident that nobody saw coming with Raul being injured. For me, he did a good job. Yes, he struggled. Of course, he's going to struggle. He's an 18-year-old lad who's just joined a brand new league system, right? I just, then then we, get Jose, we get Jose in to, re, to replace him, a bit more experience. But again, Jose's still got the same problems. Got to gel with a new team. Got to gel with a new league system. And, of course, Silva's going to be better when he comes off the bench because he's only got 15 minutes. And in that 15 minutes, he's going to show what he's already learned. PK, OK, I just want to pick up on this point that you're on about pre-season, pre-season. I want to make the point that I'm trying to put across to you, fella. Um, basically, it's not on about who we play. We don't just play bohemians. They build up the, uh, the, the matches up to usually playing a Spanish league or Italian league. Uh, there was plans for Wolves to go and play uh, in Texas against Raul's old team as well as part of these things. All these things didn't happen. My point is, it's about the training on the pitch. It's about working on shapes. It's about players understanding their positions. That's what the pre-season is. Wolves had three days to do it. And, and he's, mentioned, he's mentioning behemoths there. Like, did you forget that we were in a cup in Austria against different teams. Did you forget that we were in China in a cup against Premier League teams? We don't always play behemoths. Like Dave's just said, we play teams in pre-season to help gel the squad and to get used to playing the system that he's trying to learn. That's why when Nuno started this season, straight away, he probably wanted to play a back four. He's tried to change it, but the only reason why it hasn't worked is because different players are coming in because we've lost players. We've got new players who are still trying to gel with the team as it is, and then you just told them we're changing the formation. 
I guarantee you next season, when we have the preseason, he will push the back four. He will teach them the back four because he knows that's the way to get more and, goals. And hopefully we'll have the players. We've been trying to put, he's been trying to put round pegs in square holes. People yeah. were desperately wanting us to change from a back five uh, to try something different. He did it. We were more offensive, but we weren't didn't have the defence to who, who was at it, hadn't had the time on the training ground or the right people in that in those roles, which is why if we need goals. If you're halfway through a season and you change the formation, unless you've played that formation before, it's never going to work. But he's tried it because he's trying to fix the solution. He's trying to be a manager. He's trying to fix the problem there. And obviously, it didn't work. It backfired. Yeah, we scored more goals, but we let more in. This is why this is why you have a preseason to practice this stuff. But people just forgot that we yet we didn't have a preseason. Like you all want Europe, you all want trophies. The moment we get it, right, we get to the quarterfinals. We lost to the eventual winners, and now we're suffering the consequences of that because we had no preseason and no time to prepare. But we're still twelve next season. But we're still twelve. Exactly. Scott, Scott, one thing, and obviously we've got about three or four minutes left to finish the show. the one thing that we've not touched on, um, I'm not so sure. I think whether Nuno made the right decision in bringing Neves into the team today, bearing mm. in mind he's self-isolated for 10 uh, yeah. days. I know that he got out, he got clear, he might have had a, a day or two training, but was he fully matched fit? Because I'm not so sure he was, and I think that's why we may have got overrun in midfield I could tell you, I could tell you exactly what Nuno was thinking. When Moutinho picked up that injury, I guarantee you, Awazi was probably starting in the middle. Or Kilman was starting at the back and Sace was in the middle with Dendonka. That was probably what he was thinking. But the moment Neves came through and got cleared, he's thought, well, I'll go with Neves because Neves has played there the whole time. And we're not going to get the same Neves that we're used to for the simple reason. He's still, even though like he's had 10 days isolation, if he had COVID, it still knocks you around. You still ain't going to be the same. Like I've had friends who have had it. And they've told me, like, after those 10 days, they're still feeling the effects. And that's why Neves weren't Neves that we know. But he's put him in thinking that he's going to do the job to some kind of level. For me, personally, he should have gone with Otawazi. I think think that was a mistake. And Nuno should probably put him in because he tried and trusted. But in hindsight... I don't think Neves was was on it today. And if Neves isn't on it and we don't control the midfield, this is why I say if Matinho had been in that midfield today, I guarantee you it wouldn't have been 4 0 and we would have, you'd have seen Wolves better because Matinho's got that experience, that leadership, that fight. He would have took that game by the scruff of the net, even at 34. And we'd have, I don't think we'd have had that performance. And I just think, let's just hope he's back for Baggies. Just coming back from COVID, we just, and and then Donker was, it comes, it comes to some of my friends say like, oh, I wish we would see the young players play. And so do I. But I don't think you'll ever see any of the young ones getting a run out until after we've played Baggies because that's the biggest game. Because we're not going to get relegated now. We're safe, in my opinion. Baggies is a must-win game, so he's going to play his strongest team. But then after that, he's probably going to show um, some of the young lads a chance. Like for me, Ottawazi should have started today alongside uh, Donk. Um, but like I think he just went with trying to trust it and hope Neves would do a job. But he, for me, it was too soon. Neves coming back. Um, but I'll, I'll, I'll start to feature after that back his game. I know we will. Well, Atasoe, Vitina, Cabani, yeah. all of these players. Hopefully, we'll get some game time towards the end. But the Albion match, 
does become a massive game, even bigger so. I mean, from from what I'm hearing, we're just going to finish off and I'm going to ask you for your performance rating and your man of the match, Scott, in a second. Okay. Uh, with Albion 2-2, I think if Brighton win, Wolves can relegate Albion next Monday. That's if we beat it. Albion and if Brighton get results um, when they play, Wolves can send Albion down. How amazing would that be if we beat them and actually relegate it would literally be the, the only good thing to come from this season, us relegating them. It's like a lot of people get stuck in this thing. And look, I hate Albion. I can't stand them. Like, I've got friends that are Albion fans and they are decent people. But when it comes to football, we can never agree on anything because I can't stand Albion full stop. So if, if they get relegated by us, it would make my day. And that's revenge for when they did it to us. Um, yeah. However, I do think some fans get too suckered in by the whole thing. For me, baggies were always going to go down regardless. Um, and I think, obviously, when they're back in the Premier League, yeah, we're going to be excited for it. We want to play them. We want to win. But when we lost to them the first time, like, you know, some fans calling for Nuno to be sacked there and then. Like, look, I get it. We want to beat baggies. You know, we want the bragging rights, but it's baggies. Baggies are not at our level anymore. Then they won't be for years to come. Why are we so bothered about them? It's one of them where Baggies were in the Premier League for longer than us, but did nothing in their whole time in there. We've done more in our short time in the Premier League than they did in their whole time there. Why are we so bothered about this game? If they beat us 6-0, that's their FA Cup win. Let them have it. Next season, we'll be fighting for Europe. What do you I think want? the problem is, Scott, with that, if with that is that it doesn't matter how successful Wolves are following that. They'll always go... Well, we beat you twice. Well, it's, oh, let, let them, it's, it's like it's like Villa. It's like we, it's like Villa with the European we, Cup. We won the European Cup. So what? That was in nineteen eighty something. What have you done since? Nothing. Like we've done more. We've won more trophies than you in that time. Yeah, maybe a League One title, um, and a Championship title, but still more trophies than than you. Like they couldn't they couldn't even win the Championship to get into the Championship Villa. And Baggy's the same. Yeah, and Baggy's the same. Like, it's just, for me, these teams at the minute, like, I will will give Villa their due this season. They have been... They have been pretty decent and they've been Yeah, but great. let's face it, Villa are only still in the division because they, 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 the, the yeah. goal technology <laughs> failed and that goal was uh, ruled out from Sheffield United or whoever it was that scored against them. Yeah. Otherwise, they would have gone down and they got they that was lucky because they would have gone down. Listen, we have to beat Albion next week. We have to put this to the bed. You know, we've lost 4-0 today. You know, in some ways, when a team gets beat convincingly, we've seen it happen with Southampton and stuff like that. I mean, Liverpool lost 7-2 to Villa. These things can happen. It was a bad performance. It was a terrible performance. There's no excuse for it. But, it, you know, it will hopefully give them even more motivation now that they've got to come back and show. If we'd have coasted today and they'd have thought, gone and faced Albion next week and just thought, oh, yeah, we'll go through... Maybe what this result will be just what we need. Maybe. What I, what I would say is, if we play exactly like we did against Burnley, against Baggies, we're going to get thumped. That that was probably one of the worst games I've ever seen under Nuno. And it was upsetting. But I don't blame Nuno. I blame the team. Because there was no effort from any of them. Like, it was just stupid mistakes. Stupid football. It was just... It was, it was crap. And I only watched the first half. The second half I listened to on the radio. Yeah. But 
it just like we made like I think I can't remember who it was. I think it was Statman said like we made them look like Barcelona. We did. We made Burnley look like Barcelona. We give them one of their biggest wins they've ever had in a long time. And it's one of them where the one criticism I had with that Buggies game when we first played them was none of them, none of them wanted it. And you would have thought somebody like Cody and Gibbs White would have told the players, this is a big game. Like this for the, this is for the bragging rights. Like we need to win this. We need to win this. But they didn't show that. Right. If they go in with that same attitude when we play them again, then we're going to lose again. For me, to save this season, to give the pressure off Nuno and the lads ready so they can prepare for next season, we've got to do baggies and we've got to do them comfortably. 100%. To finish off on then, Scott, man of the match and your performance rating? I'm going to follow the group and there's no man of the match for me. Uh, match rating, I'll give them one just because I still love Wolves. But that's it. Well, that's fair enough. I think most people, I think we've struggled to get above two in terms of the match rating uh, today. Um, you know, my uh, performance rating, I think, is probably going to be about a one or a two. I went with eight, Nori. Go on, I'll just go quickly. I'll, I'll give Bushbury 10 now for today. <laughs> well done on Bushbury. Listen, guys, I, I, you know, it's been a great uh, extra time. We've had some great guests on uh, as well today. If you want to get on for the uh, for the Albion game, which will be of the same day, it'll be on the same evening after the game on Monday, then make sure you get on. I think that whatever happens, that's going to be a, a big show in terms of like whether we win or whether we draw or whether we lose, you know, it's going to be a, 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 hopefully a happy show. And um, make sure you check out that. If you're brand new to the channel, please consider subscribing. Hit the bell because you'll always get notified. If you're listening to this on podcast, hope you're enjoying it driving around. It's been a bad day at the office for Wolves. You know, fair play to Burnley. They want that. You've got to give them credit and they're going to kick, stay up. It looks like they're staying up again. But we have a massive Black Country derby. But it's not a real one without the fans, is it, Scott? No. But it's going to be a massive one. And that's, that's one key thing. That's one key thing we've missed this season as well, the 12th man. The 12th man, I'm going to be missing. The only thing I would say that if Albion did end up staying off by some miracle, um, <laughs> which I can't see happening now, no. I mean, especially as they, they lost those two points against Villa, you know, would be having a proper black country derby with a proper full house. And we haven't let's had. Let's just for a cup match. It's, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So let's hope we can get the result next week. Hopefully, the positives and we can have a good performance against the West Birmingham Baggy Birds and maybe send them boing, boing, boing in back down to the championship. Until next time, from myself, all the guys in the chat, all the guys that have been on the um, on the screen, and Scott, always Wolves. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates are already booked in for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.